Welcome to the Revive Podcast. My name is Sean Thomas. I'm the uh, Associate Campus Pastor over at the Los Al Campus. I'm uh, filling in for Kerry. Uh, he and his family are on a little bit of a vacation, but we are excited for everybody from Neighborhood Church listening to us. And even if you're not from Neighborhood Church or if you don't go to our church, it's great to have you listening to us today. Thanks for joining us. Psalm 138.7 reflects Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And God does rescue and sustain us. And so each week we create and we curate resources to help people thrive in Christ. And that's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com revive. And it's a pleasure to be here with three of our pastors today. I'm joined uh, first by Justin. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good to have you. Good, good. Justin, can you give us your title here? What do you do at Neighborhood Church? I am the campus pastor of Los Alamitos, pastor branching. Nice. I'm one of the teaching pastors. Awesome. Excellent. And also we are joined by uh, Mike McKay. Mike? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. And Mike, what is your role here for those maybe I new listening uh, to I am one us? of the pastors, uh, lead pastor here at Neighborhood Church. Awesome. And also we are joined by John. Thank you, John, for being here. Hey guys, a little shout out to my four and a half year old and three month old. They'll listen to this in about five years. So (laughs) (laughs) we're going to make sure. Yeah, go ahead. I'm the pastor of student ministries here with our junior high and high schoolers. Awesome. Yeah. And it's a fantastic ministry. If anyone listening is, has kids and you're like, gosh, I wonder where we should take our kids for youth group. This is the place to go. (laughs) Yeah. Tuesday nights, seven to eight 30 at the neighborhood church of Cypress gym. So check us out. Yeah. So everybody listening, before we dive into our discussion today, I want to encourage you, uh, if you weren't at church on Sunday, we're going through Encounters with Jesus. That's uh, our series that we're in. Specifically, last Sunday, we looked at Matthew 6, which is uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, for those of you listening, if, uh, if you have a moment, obviously, if in your car, keep listening. <laughs> but if you're at a place where you're stopped, check out Matthew 6, particularly the end of Matthew 6. And then, um, because a lot of that is what we're going to be talking about this morning. So why don't you go ahead and give it a pause. All right, now we're back. Hopefully you read through that. And I I said just a second ago, uh, Matthew 6 is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm just curious, guys, why do we call that sermon, that section of the scripture, the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah, that is a fun question. Very deep theological Mm. value to that. And you would call that all the verses, uh, numbers, and uh, chapter numbers and uh, these qualifications of things were all put in way later. Uh, Jesus didn't say, this is my sermon on the Mount or <laughs> things like that. But the d- deep theological uh, value of knowing that it's the name of the sermon on the Mount is that this was most likely done on a hillside. And ah, that's yes. it. It was a sermon done on the hillside. They called it a Mount and that's it. There's nothing other significance about that. It was that, but it's, it's mostly found in Matthew chapter um, five, all the way through to Matthew chapter seven. Uh, it's also uh, it, it found in different pieces in other gospels that are there. And uh, it's uh, really one of Jesus's most famous um, set of things he said yeah. at one time. And, and this is a little off, uh, a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'm trying to uh, picture geographically the Sermon on the Mount. Was this, was he in Galilee when Jesus was doing it? Yeah, yeah, just off the Sea of Galilee is most likely where it was. Uh, 
you can go travel to uh, the Holy Land, and I've been there, um, been on the sermon, where they said the Sermon on the Mount mm. was there. There's a nice, uh, um, mon- not monastery, but kind of a Church. place to stay. I think it's a, it's a nunnery, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you can come and, and rent rooms and stay on the Sermon on the Mount, or stay on the Mount of the Sermon on the Mount. And there's Beautiful like view. When you stand in there, you can see the Gal- see, see of Galilee and Oh man! I had a really incredible moment there that I, uh, when I was on a Holy Land trip, was that I was walking along talking to our guide, and I said, "Boy, you know, I'd love to walk where Jesus walked." And he said, "Look down." Mm. And I looked down. And he goes, "What do you see?" I said, "A bunch of stones, because there are stones everywhere." He goes, "You know something about the stones?" I said, "Yeah, they're in a pattern." He goes, "This is a road. This road would have most likely been." the path Jesus walked. And I had an incredible, just, I dropped, I actually literally dropped to my knees. And I thought, man, if Jesus, if I knew Jesus walked on that stone, I just want to keep it, you know, and, and, uh, and that, but it was a incredible, credible time. Anyways. That's cool. You, I mean, you might have to declare that for customs. But yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't take any stones. It's actually ill- illegal to take things from the Holy land. So, no, but, but that's, I, I think Mike, that's, that's beautiful that you mentioned that because uh, uh, for the Sunday uh, sermon, we were talking about treasure. Where does our treasure lie? And sometimes, you know, I, I know for me, when I build up myself or, or like uh, uh, material things, um, uh, selfish things as my treasure, it gets kind of stressful. You know, I can get anxiety um, and, and kind of Christ unpacks that in this section of scripture. Um, but Mike, I like how you mentioned that because it's so easy for me to think of a treasure as a possession, as a thing, as an idol, but treasure can really be experience time. It can yes. be immaterial. Um, and, and before we started the podcast, we were just kind of talking about kind of what, what do we treasure? Um, and even that, I think it's more like, you know, when I was a little kid, I treasured my action figures. I love G.I. Joe. That was great, you know. But as I grew up, yeah, 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 Kung Fu Grip. Um, but as I grew up, you know, those, those treasures changed. And, and for a podca- podcast today, I want to really uh, hearken into what do we treasure? And for everybody listening, if uh, you know, if you guys want to comment or you guys want to interact with us, please tell us what your treasures are. What things do you treasure? But for today, I want to start. I'm just going to go, uh, Justin, John, Mike, and just ask you guys: What are some things that you treasure? John, uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> as I've been clearly, my family is what comes to mind. Mm. Um, you know that that, uh, and, and certainly my nuclear, my my wife and kids are of that top priority. Um, But then I know everyone, uh, and I found out that Mike mentioned it in church yesterday of my fandom for my sports (laughs) teams. And I even think that's rooted in a uh, connection to family. Like that, Mm. those are the things that remind me of home and are my connections, not to overly spiritualize it or make it overly meaningful. But I think there is something to that. Um, So you know, family's a big one. Um, and in, in even the extended family, like my kids, our vacations are in the summer, we go to Seattle and just see family. So, um, that's what we do. Um, so family's a big one. Um, yeah. Nice. I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, and even as you said, like, you know, sports or, or, or football, you know, whatever it might be that, that also feels like a shared experience. You know, I, I enjoy watching sports alone, but, but it's, typically it's magnified, right? It's intensified when it's a shared, if you're playing sports, super fun. If you're watching it together, yeah. It gets yeah. Intense. yeah, no, absolutely. John, moving on to you, man, what do you treasure? 
Yeah, you know, as I was thinking about this, I'll go from superficial to more meaningful. But, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, do, I do treasure going to the movies. I love mm. a good story. I love popcorn. I mm. love going with my wife, Debbie. Um, it's an immersive in- mm. experience. And when you talk during a movie, oh, man, I just roll my eyes. I don't like that <laughs> because I just want to be in it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. I love a good story or like a good book. I'm mm. currently reading through The Wizard of Oz kind of there's 14 books in it so anyway it's just a very immersive i like to immerse myself um in that i also treasure good quality products i won't mention which ones but you know you guys know um, you know yeah, we we're not sponsored by anybody yeah, yeah we're not sponsored yeah um but i would also say what i treasure about my family is my four and a half year old usually on saturdays she'll wake up and say she'll say dad is today a family day mm. and i go what do you mean she goes are you are you going to are you going to work today i go no she goes is mom going to work today? I go, no. She goes, then it's a family day. I go, yes, it's a family day. And I love, I love that for her little heart. But I also really love um, introducing my kids to new things. Like Shelby has no idea what Disneyland is. She doesn't know that it's down the street. She doesn't know that we will go there one day. Mm. Uh, we went to <laughs> yeah. SeaWorld for the first time. And she's just like, wow. Because she's at that age where she's yeah. just. And so I treasure creating those moments for her. You know, that's beautiful, man. So, yeah, that, that sounds is- so sweet. I have a note from Vivian <laughs> that I keep in my journal, and it says, "Dad, why are you still sleeping? We are really bored." <laughs> Love, Vivian. <laughs> so- that's awesome. <laughs> Shelby does not treasure sleep like I do. That's yeah. for sure. She's uh, <laughs> she's up at five thirty. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that's. I think that's something that we probably all share in common. The treasure of sleep is a wonderful thing. John, I wanted to just mention really quick. Um, you mentioned you were reading uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz series. I, I just mm-hmm. caught the tail end of that the other day on TV, and and I I'm kind of a sappy guy in general. Like, I mean, I kind of hide it well, but you know, I I, I love a good you know ah. And and I, just the very end of that movie, how you know Dorothy is back in her bed and, and surrounded by family, and she has a statement, and I don't remember it exactly, but it's something like, "I was searching so desperately, and I didn't realize that that my heart is here at home." Um, and, and, you know, like it was in my own backyard. I didn't have to go any further than that. Um, and it's just, ah, gosh, that's so beautiful. Um, and, and it really ties into what you're saying about, you know, your family, you know, and your little one just saying like, hey, this, this, my mom and my dad are here mm. with me. This is a family day. This is right. Um, Mike, before I start waxing too eloquent, <laughs> why don't you take us? What do you uh, treasure? Oh, you know, um, I borderline OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. So everything, I treasure everything. And I love adventure and fun and all those kind of things. But there are certain things that like right now these days, I mean, and I'll go from like John, I'll go from superficial to more meaningful. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I love my plants in my backyard. I'm growing some fruit trees and their apples are starting to come out. And I get all excited about that. My avocado mm-hmm. tree, my, just different. We have a little blue, blueberry bushes and, I just love to hang out and, and tend my grapevine and things like that. And, and, and more recently I've kind of got into, uh, we got a smoker, a trigger, and, uh, mm. you guys know that you can, you know, organize your trigger through an app. It's really kind of what? Cool. Anyways. Uh, so I could, so I'm, I love it. We didn't have a sponsorship and, uh, <laughs> and smoking vegetables and smoking salmon. And I mean, I'm just like smoking something every week. Yep. 
smoking meat every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike loves plants and smoking. Great. Yeah. But uh, no, but I, and I have a, a 69 Jeepster Commando and I'm starting to work back on oh, that. Sweet. I, you know, I love to get my fingers dirty. Um, I'm, I mechanically inclined. So I, you know, I just Very love to cool. kind of pull wrenches and, you know, break my knuckles trying to figure this. I mean, it's, it's all those kind of things are fun. Um, mm. And of course, family is mm. uh, just a joy. And um, we have eight grandchildren. So I mean, I love my kids. Wow. They're great. You know, I mean, and I love hanging out with them. And I, like I said earlier, that I really learn a lot from them. But but you know, it's just it's such a joy to spend time with my grandkids. And last night we went over to one of our kids' houses and just sat with them, and they all kind of cuddled around me. And you know, mm. they just want time with their papa and we're talking about superheroes and school and, yeah. you know, fun stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's just, and they just, they're just all lovers and we just, it's just fun. It, it brings my heart. But with the, obviously the greatest joy and the greatest treasure is my time with God. I cannot mm. wait to spend that time. And it's not just, just reading scripture and praying. It's that I really, it's, it's an interactive time with God. And that's mm. really where it is, is fresh so I feel like God and I have something to talk about every morning and it's, you know, this morning uh, talking about uh, leadership a little bit and God was challenging me with some issues and, and uh, um, I'll be sharing that with the staff later on today, but it, it was just some neat. I love how God just, he meets with me and we, mm. I mean, he doesn't speak to me audibly. Sometimes it would be fun if he did, but he, mm. I get that sense in my mind and I feel like I'm having a conversation with God and, and, uh, and being led through scripture and I just I love that. Time. I treasure that time every day. And, uh, and it's wonderful. And I, I miss it when I can't for some reason, but I really, really treasure that time. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. And, and uh, a little later on in this podcast, I, I, I kind of want to camp in that area of interacting mm-hmm. with God. That, uh, what does that look like? Even how, and, and maybe uh, some of you guys can talk about maybe some tools that you use in uh, prompting you to interact with God. But before we get there, um, again, for those of you listening to our podcast, awesome having you guys. Let us know what your treasures are. And, and for everybody who's listening, I kind of noticed a theme as Justin, John, and Mike went through the treasures, right? There's a lot of cool things in there, but family, kind of shared experience seems like a common thread. And curious if you guys can comment, um, especially in this last year, year and a half, you know, with lockdowns, with kind of pandemic, with kind of this heightened sense of anxiety. Um, how have those treasures maybe changed, maybe for some of like the superficial treasures that we were talking about? And then for, for family or, or interaction or community, how has that treasure changed or more, or does that, is it more of a treasure? Have some things, you know, fallen out of uh, treasure status? Yeah, it, it, anyone uh, kind of have- Yeah, I think, I think I'll, I'll start off with that, Sean. Um, I think what COVID did and the, the isolation and the, you know, less time out, you know, cause things were closed. It um, allowed us to spend more concentrated time mm. on those things that we treasure. And, and even the value of that, I think grew, grew for me, you know, relationships, cause you got, you, you can't go out and meet a ton of people cause they don't want you to. And, yeah. you know, to kind of keep, keep in your little bubble yeah. and, um, you know, it, to, to, when you, and when you have those times, you want to just milk everything out of it that you mm-hmm. can and have a great, great experience. I think that, so it's what concentrated the, the, 
value of it. I, f- I want to say that it, it, yeah. it kind of condensed it and made it, you know, and, uh, uh, and you had to, you know, take it in if it was a small time with relationships or things like that. Uh, and it's, sometimes yeah. it, it gave you more time with, with what those things that you treasured. You know, I had more time in my backyard. I had more time mm. being able to smoke meat. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one, one week I smoked something every night. You know, my neighbors, were, <laughs> what's, what's Mike doing over there? But I brought him yeah. food. So that now they really want me to smoke meat. So nice. Well, and, and I kind of, to what you're saying, I feel like for me, sometimes the things like the not good things that I treasured, I, I realized more than usual, you know, if it was like just watching TV or, or, you know, watching YouTube or something like that, I kind of realized some of those things like, oh man, I'm, I'm taking more time. Like this is more of a treasure than I realized, you know, in some cases. Uh, John and Justin, anything stand out to you guys of like a treasure that, that maybe kind of changed or intensified or even uh, having time with family? Well, I think that was one of the, um, I guess, joys of, of COVID for us was, and I know it's not the case for everyone, but sometimes there's that um, too much time <laughs> with someone yeah. and it could, you know, really be <laughs> painful. But for us, we, we run at a pretty high RPM. Kids are really active. They're at an active age and they're active for their age. Um, and so we don't always, you know, we didn't have many dinners together because Mm. at least with all five of us you know it'd be three out of five or four out of five but rarely all five of us um whether it's a meeting at church for me or dance rehearsal for the girls or soccer practice for kale and Mm. then covid kind of shut things down where we had that more and so there was a little more bickering but a lot more time um and it was a definitely take that trade off so i think for us it was a real joy on that end and i was thinking also when we were talking earlier about, you know, when you think about what you treasure, it's pretty easy, mm-hmm. but day to day, you know, you get sucked into YouTube or social media or yeah. sports or, you know, chasing the golden goose or whatever it might be. And, and those, those reveal a lot. Um, and I think that's why it's so good to pause and ask questions like this because we know better, but we don't necessarily live better because, we just kind of get on autopilot and do whatever we're, you know, either whatever our flesh wants us to do in the moment or however the, the, the culture kind of takes us along and, yeah. and miss out on that, which is most important, which is, you know, God first and, and family after that. That's awesome, man. John, any thoughts on your end? You know, we just had a baby. So a uh, three and a half month old Oakley. And yeah. I think as I'm thinking about this, like, you know, after dinner, we can start the bedtime process because we want to treasure a smooth uh, going to bedtime <laughs> or, or if we don't, it's a hostage situation, right? So it's kind of <laughs> streams. So I think for my wife and I, Debbie, we have figured out what are we going to treasure tonight? Is, mm-hmm. it a, is it going for a family walk? Because we know it's good for Shelby. Maybe it's good for us to, we treasure that time around the neighborhood or is it, you know, is it treasuring as best we can, a smoother transition for the girls to fall asleep so they sleep better. COVID, you know, for a, for a good majority of COVID, we didn't have air conditioning. So we were going out and being innovative. Wow. We would take our um, dinner time in the car and we would find a different park around our house um, because we treasured being together and eating together and sweating together. So, you know, it was, 
but I, so I think, I think COVID at different, and again, we're still in it. We have a three month old. So I think we're yeah, still figuring yeah. out tonight. What do we treasure? You know, on, on the night that we, we lead a small group, we treasure the small group. And so that means we get home around nine or so, and then we're putting the girls to bed so that, you know, we're, we're trying to teach the girls that we value um, being with others too. And so, yeah, I think it goes up and down depending on the season. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool. I mentioned, you know, we, we touched on kind of our, our time with God and treasuring that time. And I, and I want to jump back to that idea, but springboarding from what we're talking about now, because we're talking about these relationships, John, you know, you and your wife being mindful of, of curating time, you know, especially for little, you know, newborns, your little girl, your four-year-olds, you know, that, that you have to sensitize them and to adjust them to what treasured time looks like. You know, Justin, you were talking about reflection, self, you know, like what, when we're going about our days or our times and our business, like we know on a meta scale, like, yes, time with God, our relationship with God or our relationship with our kids, you know, that's, that's primary, but then day to day kind of, okay, how are, how are things shuffling out? When we're pursuing God, when we're interacting with God, what does that look like? And maybe for those of us listening, like what are some tools that we can use to, again, curate that time to in, intensify that time to maybe maybe shake it up because uh, you know like reading scripture i love doing that but sometimes it's like ah you know old king james i can't do this anymore <laughs> you know like like what might we do to kind of shake those things up mike uh, i'll kind of turn it over to you if you have any thoughts on that initially well, let me start it with this with this first is that you know when jesus talked about treasure it's, it's matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 24 he was really clear where your treasure is there your heart will be also and, and the thing is, is that we need to understand that we choose what we treasure. It, it's not just kind of, oh, you know, I need to pull that out. That's something we, we choose. So if we want to treasure God, then we treasure the things of God, which is what he just said. You know, don't lay yourself up treasures in, on the earth where moth and rust is destroyed and so forth, but lay yourself up treasures in heaven. And that is a choice. It's a choice to kind of do that. Those choices turn into, va- turn into uh, habits, which turn into values. And then, 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 then the, the kind of the treasure takes, begins to take a momentum of its own mm. and, uh, and, it, and it becomes a, a, one of our core values of life. And, mm. and so we can choose those. And I think that the, the tools that we use are, you know, obviously the, the word of God is the, the best tool <laughs> and how <laughs> yeah. we jump into it. And there's, and, you know, John really probably has, uh, you know, he's, his degree is in spiritual formation and, and really has some good insights of, and he brings such a variety to our church mm-hmm. and our staff and, and, and really the people around us of, of that. But, it, you know, there, it's, it's getting time in God's word and, and, let, and, and being not just reading the words, but being interactive. God's given each one of us who've come to faith in him, the Holy Spirit, the greatest life coach ever, and he mm-hmm. will help us understand uh, and, and decipher and, and, but it, it requires us interacting you know the holy spirit is 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 is, is, you have to kind of tune into his hearing to his speaking Mm, yeah and and like i said john has some great tools um he's used over the years and he's brought into us and and that and so maybe john you can comment on some of those tools that you found really helpful for you and and helpful as you've discipled students and and other people in that yeah i think sometimes when we come to god's word or we come to spend time with god the obstacle is i don't know what to do Mm. do i just read and yeah. so I think, I think uh, as Mike, you were talking earlier, I was thinking, I, I, what I try to tell students is like, God's word is a letter from our creator to you and me. It is, it is a letter to us. So when we spend time with God, yes, we could just read the letter, 
and then run away. But God says, hey, bring the letter with you. And then I want to talk with you about what I wrote with you. And so imagining taking the word, opening the word. And one thing I practice is I say, Holy Spirit and word of God, speak to me and show me. And so as I read it, I'm going to underline or I'm going to highlight things that I agree with, disagree with, upset me, or I feel, you know, I, I just interact with it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll say, okay, God, could you explain to me what you meant by this? And that's, again, inviting the Holy Spirit. That's another way to meditate on God's word. Um, it's seeing it as a, like, imagine if Jesus is sitting down with, say you do it at a table or you're doing it outside at a, you know, you're doing it outside or you're doing it near the window. Imagine Jesus sitting down with you. And you both are side by side, and he is reading along with you as you read the word. Now, there's different Bible reading plans that you could do, but wherever you start, um, allow that to open your heart. And then, again, you can ask what's going on in the passage, and then also what's going on in me as I read this. Um, because we all need information, but really the interaction comes with formation. We need to read for formation and interaction. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think... One thing that I really love about um, Matthew 6 is that later on, he, talk, he goes from treasures to not being anxious about kind of our treasures. You know, he talks about the clothes we wear, if we're going to be provided for each day. Mm. And it's very interesting because as I've been meditating on this, he says, consider the birds, lilies, and grass. Now, we've all heard that before. But here's the cool thing. The creator is saying, I want you to go outside and I want you mm -hmm. to observe my yeah. creation my general revelation, the things that I am keeping going. And that has a way of settling our hearts. And so that's why I'm a huge fan of doing your devos outside under a big sky, mm. if you can, or near a window, because there's some powerful things of just observing how God holds the universe together, holds our DNA together, holds the DNA of nature together. <laughs> and that has a way of washing over us as we read the word. And I think it can make yeah. things jump off the page. So I would, I would always recommend... Yeah, and that's, that's part of the reason why I go, yes. why I love my backyard and the plants yes. that are back in the backyard is because you can see all of God in that. And I feel like I'm having a devotional time uh, tending, the, tending my grapevine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's so cool. You think about, you know, in church history, there's so many examples that, that maybe we don't realize if we don't study it. But um, I think of so many church fathers and, and just people in church history who like tended garden. That was a, a mm -hmm. daily thing, you know, and, and kind of like we're talking about that causes you to slow down, to recognize, to see how things work, how God made things work. It seems like everything's a model, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. almost in the natural world. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. Justin, any, any thoughts from you, man? Um, uh, think, you know, yeah. I was thinking for me, I think one of the keys is, um, kind of being tuned in enough to know where you're struggling and what's hard for you. Um, and I think one of the things that came up, I don't know, one time we were talking about the Enneagram and, and how it relates to spiritual disciplines and that there's, I think the term was upstream and downstream practices, that there's some things where you're swimming with the current. Like I never have a problem reading my Bible. It, it, I'm, I'm a book guy. That's what I enjoy. Um, um, so that's never a problem. Prayer is harder for me. And so that's something where I am often, my Bible time is pretty routine. Um, and sometimes I hear God speaking through that. I mean, he's always speaking through it. It's his word, but you know what I mean? Like I, there's sometimes there's a strong connection other times not, but, um, mm. prayer, um, but I know what I'm doing. 
every day. It's not, a, it's, I know what the next thing is. It's very systematic. Prayer is a lot harder for me. So that's something where I have to kind of keep shifting and keep moving and um, finding different things where I, I feel like I'm connecting with God um, in terms of whether it's a different prayer model, whether it's getting outside, whether it's, you know, so sometimes it's the acts acrostic. Sometimes I read through the Lord's prayer and use that as my outline. Um, and those shift as, as different, you know, sometimes it's like divine hours, which is a fixed hour prayer uh, book, but those, I find that that's something that it's, it's an upstream practice. It's, it's not, it doesn't, come easily to me. And so I got to, I got to do some extra work to make that uh, on my end to keep me engaged. God's fully engaged all the time, but to keep me engaged in a way that keeps me connecting. So John's about to jump out of his seat. So no, no, ahead, no, no. <laughs> no, no, well, no, I think, I think you're right, Justin. I think that if we just come to the word to get it done or to get more information, right. That yeah. can get old after a while. Mm-hmm. One thing that when I was in college in between semesters, I worked at this bookstore and I'd get to work early. And I remember I had my Bible or I had like a spiritual book I was reading. And the goal wasn't to get through the spiritual book. Mm-hmm. It was to interact with God. And so I remember I would read through it. I'd give myself one chapter a week to read through and I would highlight or something like that. But before I would pick up the next day, I would go back and I would see my highlights and I would pray, Lord, what were you kind of teaching me then? Like, God, what were you trying to speak? Like, why did this stir my heart? And some days I knew why it did. And then there were other days when I didn't know why, but mm-hmm. I sat there with the Holy Spirit and just kind of listened. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, clearly you're wanting to do something in me. And so I think it's when we interact with God, it's coming back to just think of like a conversation. Like it, it's trying, it, it can be conversations are awkward. We've all been in them, you know, but they can also be really good. And so I think just remembering like when God, when you're reading the word and something sticks out, finish what you're doing and then come back to it. And that and is, I'm just going to jump in yeah. here too, because I think that this is like such a key point, John and, yeah. and Justin and, and John, and it just, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's working with you mm-hmm. and he's, he's, he's implanting into your heart and mind, these truths. And if we're sensitive to them, yeah. when we're doing whatever else, spending time with family, watching a movie, uh, uh, working on your car, whatever, all of a sudden something's going to come to mind. Wing. Yes. Here's the, here's the, here's the uh, application uh-huh. of this. And oh my gosh, whoa. And that's one of those aha moments where the coach says, Hey, see, now you get it. And I, I have so many of those. I can't even believe it. You know, I'm going, ah, that's what he was trying to say. Just like you said, John, when he was, yeah. you go back over and you go, that's what he was trying to say to me. Well, and I love that too, because you don't just have to be in the word. Or like I'm at church and so God can only speak to me when I'm doing this, but I could be mowing my lawn. I could be interacting. I could be doing, washing the dishes. And then the Holy Spirit has an incredible way of using everything. How many times did Jesus, as he was walking along, saw a fig tree, saw this, saw that. Or even in in Deuteronomy, it tells us to take care of our kids. You know, when you sit by the way and walk, you know, sit down, walk by the way, all those kind of things, teaching and listening. And it's, it's, it's part of life. Yeah. This is great guys. Um, yeah, just a wonderful conversation. And again, for those of you listening along with us, um, yeah, we want to hear about the things that you treasure and just your thoughts on, on what we're talking about. And the thought occurs to me that part of the Christian journey is sanctification, is going along, like we're saying, is noticing things and being attuned to the Holy Spirit. 
Also a part of the Christian journey is community. It's being together with our brothers and sisters in Christ and just encouraging each other to pursue the right treasures, ultimately looking to God as the treasure uh, together and just encouraging each other to make him our focus. Well, Justin, John, and Mike, it's been wonderful hanging out with you guys, talking about things that we treasure and kind of what that looks like, tools to connect with God and everything like that. And thank you for everybody listening to us, our audience today. It's been wonderful having you join us for the Revive podcast. If you found this episode helpful, well, share it with a friend. <laughs> connect with people, share this on your social media, email it out, tell your grandma about it. It should be great. Hopefully they'll love it. To learn more about uh, Matthew 6 or any of the topics that we've discussed today, you can check us out at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram or at our Neighborhood Church of Cyprus and Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos YouTube pages. And again, our website, just to check out Neighborhood Church, is neighborhoodchurch.com. Keep reviving your soul by subscribing to this Neighborhood Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. And questions for us or the things that we talked about today, you can email us at connect at neighborhoodchurch.com. Again, our email is connect at neighborhoodchurch.com. Well, we hope to see you next time. Until then, we pray that God revives your soul. Have a great day.